The poll is out at Zoe Madison. Real simple. Do you think Aaron Rodgers will play in another NFC Championship game? And here's the caveat. Well, there's two. There's Does Aaron Rodgers play in another championship game? And if he does, are we 100% certain it's with the Green Bay Packers? I.e., do you see a Tom Brady ending or more relevant to our purposes, a Brett Favre ending yeah. with Aaron Rodgers? And what, Ebo, do you think a win versus a loss does uh, to Aaron Rodgers' decision making is there is a you know we're talking about the Giannis t- rumor that's starting to gain traction that he would consider leaving. Another rumor that's gaining traction is that Aaron Rodgers would consider doing the walk off if the Packers win it all here in two weeks. Well, let me ask you, man. Um, go back to when Brett Favre first retired. Did you ever, ever in your heart of hearts think Brett Favre would ever don another jersey besides the green and gold? Absolutely, unequivocally, 100% never. I thought he was a lifer for the Green Bay Packers, would never, ever, ever wear any other jersey, let alone two other jerseys after the Packers. The Jets one didn't really bother me as much, but, man, when he put on that Vikings jersey, and, Joe, didn't they go to an NFC championship that, game? That they did. And that was uh, Brett Favre left the Packers when he was, what, 38 years old? Uh, or 37? 37. Th- I think it was between 37 and 38. Aaron Rodgers is Good, got, just about to be. When he just contract, did turn 37. When his contract is up, Aaron Rodgers what will be 38, I think the same age when Brett Favre left the Packers. I I don't see Aaron Rodgers going to any other team, but I also never saw Brett Favre going to any other yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, you, there's two parts to this question. You can't ever say players are never going to end up because Peyton Manning finished his career with somebody else. Joe Montana finished his career with somebody else. It's trending more and more every day that Tom Brady's going to finish his career with someone else. So that part of it is, yes, I can't for certain say Aaron Rodgers retires a Packer. So, there, so that's part A. Part B, then, is what does a win this weekend versus a loss in your opinion, change the motivation, i.e. if Rodgers loses, is he going to say, man, we got to an NFC championship game in year one with LaFleur. We haven't even scratched the surface. I finally have a defense backing me up where it's not all it has to be me. And oh, by the way, we have an offseason where now I'm pretty sure my GM is going to invest all money and, and draft picks into offense. Of course, I'm coming back next year. Or does he say, I got so close. I don't have another run in me. I, you know, I, I'm I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. I know it. Everybody knows it. This was a hell of a run. I walk now. Like, does a win or a loss Sunday motivate him more to do it again or not to? Well, Ro- well Rogers was talking yesterday, the day before, about he. Would, I think it was yesterday that he'd give away a ton of his his awards for another chance or another Super Bowl ring. So, Rogers, can you imagine what he's thinking? How long you know the longevity of his career at the Packers? Uh, stays contract-wise, I guess, with him wanting on the team. With Matt LaFleur being a first-year head coach and getting them to an NFC Championship game, why wouldn't you want to stick around? Right. And, Nelson, don't you think – I mean, I think Evo's 100% right. E- even if they get annihilated on Sunday, don't you think? Because, look, he did it this year. Yes, he ter- he carries some of the responsibility for the offense. But to, to I guess, Brian Gutekunst and to some level, Rodgers, they invested everything this offseason in defense. Don't you think, Nelly, they're going to do the exact same thing? Get in the mind of your UW lacrosse guy. Aren't they going to do the same thing with offense this yeah, offseason? I anticipate that they beef up on offense. And I mean, Rodgers is locked up with the Packers until he's 40. So he still has a solid, what is that, three more years? Well, I mean, I think the, the, the two on top of that that they took. So I, I think it's actually yeah. it's more like 41. He, he becomes 40. an unrestricted free agent when he's 40. Right. So he's got four, three to four full seasons left. Um I don't know that they're – but I think anything short of – yeah, if they lose Sunday, um, I don't see him coming back. The question would be if they win 
and he gets to a Super Bowl and wins it, would you be concerned? Or even if he gets to a Super Bowl and loses it and said, I got, I matched Favre. I got to that second Super Bowl. He won one. I won one. At least run seven. You can't Packer <laughs> Nation you. say that Brett Favre. No, no. Seriously, they'd have the same credentials as Packer quarterbacks. You go, uh, how many NFC Championship games has Aaron Rodgers been in now? And after they win the Super Bowl in 2010, 2011, there's what, the 2014, 2017? This would be number four. This would be his number four NFC Championship game and only one Super Bowl out of it. And one Super Bowl appearance in the – Maybe in the back of someone's mind, you're like, man, I'm with the Green Bay Packers. I've been to how many NFC Championship games and I can't get another Super Bowl? What if the grass is greener on the other side? I mean, Luke Kuechly just retired. Uh, I don't see that happening. Rob Gronkowski retired at 28. You have Andrew Luck retired at 28. I mean, Rodgers is going to be 38. Do you think Rodgers says, um, the hell with that? Um, You know, I've done enough. I've got hundreds of millions in the bank. I don't, I'm going to, you know, I'm the, the second I retire five minutes after that or five years after that, I walk into Canton. What does he have left to prove at this point? Well, I mean, he did say yesterday, I would give a ton of my awards away for another Super Bowl ring. So, I mean, the, the hunger is still there. The drive is still there to get it. But, right. So but again, I always go back to that Brett Favre, man. I never, ever thought Favre agreed. would ever leave the Packers. So if you look at longevity, so Rodgers, 36. Next year, he'll be 37. 2022 would be under contract, 38. 2023 under contract, 39. He would hit free agency in 2024 at the age of 40. Now, Brady re-signed a three-year deal with the Patriots at age 40, and Brady's lobbying for a two-year deal right now at age 43. God. Has Brady have the injuries, though, that Rodgers has had? Uh, He has not. Um, Just an ACL, I believe. And here's the thing. This is year one of this whole group. I mean, he's he's a lock, barring him retiring, right? They're not they're not going to replace him. They're not going to draft a replacement that would start. And they may draft a heir apparent, but he's a lock that he's got three more years in Green Bay after this. He's Dude. under contract 2021, 2022, 2023. So why would we even consider it before 2024? Tom Brady is such an outlier, though, in all of this. Brett Favre, the Iron Man streak, they'll never be touched, right? Do you think the guy's made a steal? Brett Favre. What do you call it, Chris? When he was forty-one years old, the Vikings that year went five and eight. Did Favre even Favre played in thirteen well, games? I, he, and that was he broke the streak, and yeah. they were terrible, and he was hurt, and it was a bad like. And Favre's the Iron Man. That's the Michael Jordan ending with the Washington Wizards. So the scene. fact that I mean, Tom Brady is all they're doing is an outlier. Tom Brady's like I don't even know how it's possible. Favre, yeah. who we all think has made a steal. Call it quits at 41. Tom Brady's still going to be well, doing it. I think it. it's more like Favre, more like Peyton Manning, who at age 39 just body gave out on him, and he said, I can't do this anymore. 608-321-1670. Conrad, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. Hey, happy Thursday, boys. What's yes, up, sir? Um, you know what? This is uh, – I I am all about the future of the Green Bay Packers, not so much the uh, you know isolated career for Aaron Rodgers. And I, I'd say you've got a quarterback like this that's able to uh, command a team – into the NFC Championship game, this is trade bait for me. And uh, there's years left on that contract. There's got to be a team out there that's willing to do it. I mean, I would love to push this little thing, you know, again, where we, you know, trade him to Cincinnati and have that number one and put Joe Burrow on the team. I'll change my tune, you know, put Joe Burrow on the team because then at least you're giving it your shot a chance for the future. Uh, A lot of national pundits, think that there's going to be some sad days in Green Bay when Rodgers is gone. And I'm all about proving that, proving that thing wrong. 
Conrad, and, I uh, thought the only guy who drank before eight in the morning was Charlie. I, I, I now it's good to find that Charlie has a drinking buddy because you have to be drunk with this call right now, right? You're not sober. No, Conrad, I've sorry, I've I will Conrad say that I, I only Conrad, you're I've drunk just, right now, which is cool. I've been drunk before eight a.m. too. Just tell I've me you're drunk. I've only just taken a I've only just taken a nap since the evening ended. <laughs> okay, so you are you're you think you have your I am on my way to the, I am on my way to the gym. Oh, yeah, Conrad, new 2020, just uh, Conrad's getting buff this year, bro. Uh, so, but I mean, no, that's a hot take, Conrad. I'll give you credit. It is. I think you suffered a head I mean, injury, but I still love do you. you. But look, look at what he did this year. I mean, you know that he was an average quarterback. Put his name to the side. You honestly think he'll be any better than what he was this year, next year? And and if that's the case, why are we settling? And it, it, why if you've got a name out there that you could actually – you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't think I'm I'm drinking crazy Kool Aid here. I mean, I wouldn't. Well, you're mind looking out for the future of the Green Bay Packers. No, I think that's you got, right. That's you got right. hurt about Brett Favre, like I got hurt. But we'll. Well, and that was that Iron Man thing, you know, when he 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 touched our hearts because he never he started every minute. And will lightning you know? strike three times from Favre to Rogers to who? I think that's up to the organization. I think they have to be thinking about it because if they just let this thing fall apart, you know, you lose your opportunity. Hey, boys, I got I to gotta go lift some weight. Yeah, thank you, Conrad. <laughs> go, go pump uh, some iron. It is uh, Dr. Barry McCockiner. It is the addiction hotline, Conrad. That's if I was you, I would, as soon as you get out of the gym, I would call the addiction hotline because you've <laughs> suffered some type of addictive breakdown by saying you want to trade Aaron Rodgers. Hey, but I still love you. Gutekunst's got to think of all this stuff, too, the future of the Packers, if you want to keep your job. <laughs> All right, 608-321-1670. How long does uh, Aaron Rodgers stay in Green Bay? And does a win versus a loss Sunday? And if there is a Super Bowl, up it or extend the the exit strategy for Aaron Rodgers? We'll get back into the uh, Aaron Rodgers discussion. Is that is that uh, is that Creskin Cartagena over there? That is the tone, man. Tony Cartagena. I gotta say, you called it, man. Uh, how about Detroit going in and working, Boston? We were debating this earlier. Great strategy or terrible strategy by Brad Stevens? You know, obviously, resting the starters last night, thinking maybe the B squad can beat a bad Pistons team, and you're going to come in rested with the A squad tonight to to take on the Bucks in a battle of one versus two in the Eastern Conference. And then the Pistons rise up and get Boston in Boston. That was uh, you. You called it though, man. Well done. Yeah, I was kind of surprised he didn't really rest the start. I mean, Jason Tatum didn't play, so but and he's not hurt, so expect him to play against the Bucks tonight. But like Kemba put up thirty three minutes. Jalen Brown almost played forty. Like he he had his guys out there. Gordon Hayward plus thirty minutes. Like all his starters played more than thirty two minutes last night, which was kind of wild. It, little bit unexpected. Was honestly. it just a look ahead, do you think? I mean, because they were like a 15-point favorite. Obviously, Detroit's terrible. Detroit's horrible. I know Blake Griffin's <laughs> on the sidelines. Andre Drummond's getting shipped out ASAP. Like, that's not a game, especially in Boston. Like, that it's That's a tough place to play. Yeah. No matter who you're playing, or like you can you can be the Lakers and it's tough to play in so, Boston. So I was I was surprised. Definitely. On the uh, action zone, what that's coming up at eight fifty here, Miller. On the action zone, can I give a little spoiler of what you took? Are you going to do it again? I mean, it's it's you know I tell you tell Tony you made the bet. See if he agrees. Well, with Well, maybe he's going to be here in fifteen minutes. Okay, maybe yeah, Tony's going to. Well, well, I guess I'll stick. We'll leave the suspense guys. then, Tony. So on a back to back, we'll like do it this, live. I mean, Giannis is getting. What did he play last game? Twenty. 
one minute. 37 points in 21 minutes in like 30 seconds. Is he on a minute restriction, or is he going to get more minutes, you think, against the Celtics? No, he's not on a minutes restriction. He's on a, when we're blowing out a team by 25, what's the point of having him on the floor? And especially with their depth, you know, he can kind of get that. He's not averaging that many minutes per game. I think he's down five to six minutes per game on average this season from last year, which is obviously great long term. Now I was looking at the the box score from when you were in you know yesterday when the Bucks beat the Knicks one twenty eight to one oh two. I think did it like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's like twelve guys played and they got more than ten minutes each. Is the are the Bucks the deepest team in the league? I wanna say yeah, but there's a couple they're the deepest competitive team in the league. I'm sure there's some Western Conference team that I don't pay a ton of attention to that has a lot of depth or at least rotate in a lot of guys. The Bucks have legit talent everywhere. Uh Dragon Bender and Thanasis Atetokounmpo is the those are the the wild cards. <laughs> yeah. And Dragon played like 20 minutes, he didn't score, but he played like 20 minutes on on Tuesday. So the Bucks have yeah. some depth for sure. Oh, no, he still got seven rebounds and two assists, Dragon Bender. Yeah, yeah, 13 guys played, not 12, 13 guys. And, and look who comes off their bench. Like, DiVincenzo comes off the bench. George Hill is a legitimate six-man-of-the-year candidate. Uh, he won't win it because he's just he's been a starter in the league and things like that will factor in. But you got G. Hill, Dante, Robin Lopez is the second-best interior defender stat-wise in the league. That's your six, seven, and eight. So it's solid. I have a question for you, and you had a good article about it on Mad30SportsZone.com. Now, the pa- Aaron Jones was talking yesterday about there's a brotherhood in the locker room for the Packers and the the relationship that everyone has. He feels like he's in college. It feels like a big family. I saw DJ Wilson out there actively rooting hard for the Niners, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you got Aaron Jones and Darius going to Bucks games and whatnot. Um, is there a little feud in the locker room going between Bucks players and who they're rooting for for the NFL? So I think DJ knew, knew I wanted to ask him about it the other night because he slipped out of the locker room pretty quickly uh, <laughs> before and after the game. He was trying to avoid the avoid the microphones a little bit. But you, I, I do actually respect it. He's from Cali. Like he grew up in California, um, so he's a Niners fan. So I get it. Uh I couldn't imagine moving to a city and just because you're a, a public figure, yeah, you have to pretend to like that to, team. Yeah, to like a different well, team. Well, who's the who was the seventy uh, sixer Tony who went to the uh, Redskins Eagles oh, game? Punched. Oh, Mike, and, and, uh, Mike Scott. Yeah, right? Eagle fans are beating up their own player. Uh, yeah. It gets real out there. Come on, Eagle fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, Tony, I don't want to get sidetracked on the Giannis thing because I do want to talk a lot about uh, the Celtics game. But, For I sure. mean, dude, do you really think the Golden State Warriors are going to do WWE moves in the warm-up tunnel? And do you really think Golden State's going to sign Thanasis at Kumbo? Come on, Giannis. You only got one play here. It's to stay in Milwaukee. Maybe they'll sign Kostas after he uh, finishes up his uh, – <laughs> his, maybe uh, Oakland University out there will, will recruit Alex out of Dominion. Dominican High School. You never know, man. He needs to come to, to Wisconsin wild. for a year, the youngest under the Kumbo. Uh, Patrick Baldwin at UWM. Get oh, that yeah, offer yeah, on the table. There you Get go. that offer on the table. But uh, I, how loose and easy is that locker room, though? I mean, Joe alluded to it, too. They're using WWE, like, finishing moves for the pregame. Is that, like, that locker room is just, they're vibing hard, aren't they? They're a very fun group. They're really young, too. When you look across the board, like, not many of those guys are married yet. Not many of those guys have kids. Like they're a very young, just cohesive group. Uh, but then you also have veteran presence, which is super important in a Brook and Robin Lopez or Wesley Matthews who comes in and kind of just like is that calming presence uh, around everyone. And they're very good players. So when you have that, winning is the cure all, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to see 
I don't know if I'd like to see it. I think it would be beneficial, honestly, when you have such a lead. Say they went on a three-game losing streak to some teams that they should be. Like, you go and lose to Orlando and Memphis in back-to-back games or something wild. Things uh, get a little different in a locker room when that ha- kind of stuff happens. Uh, the WWE stuff is amazing. Uh, all right, Tony. Uh, anyway, back to the Bucks. <laughs> what you doing to uh, the point, I was man? thinking about this question driving in this morning. Is this do, do the Celtics have more to gain or do the Bucks have more to lose? And I'm not talking about like standings because Bucky is a is a clear lead here. I'm just saying, does this give Boston more hope of they can maybe compete with the Bucks when it matters in April and May? Or do the Bucks just say even a lot? I mean, dude, we're, we're so far superior than the East right now. Like, what's your takeaway? What's at stake for this game tonight? I mean, I think it's a lot. Of, it's a measuring stick game for the Bucks because uh, this is the best team that they've played since the Christmas Day uh, debacle out in Philly. So, I think it's important to see how Giannis ad- adjusts to the defense that Brad Stevens will put together uh, with some of those Boston guys. They're they don't have the same size as Philly, but they got some young guys in Tatum and Brown that are extremely athletic and long and can kind of frustrate Giannis on the perimeter a little bit, maybe keep him out of the paint. So things like that I think you have to look at just to see where these two or how these two teams will match up. Like we know Philly can match up. I don't care what their record says. We know Philly can match up with Milwaukee. We know Miami's going to be in the mix. Let's see where Boston really, really is uh, at this point in the season. And Boston earlier, the fourth, maybe the fourth game of the season, but the Bucks had an 18-point lead against the Celtics, and the Celtics held them to, I want to say, under 40 points in the second half of that game and ended up winning that one going away. So like Boston knows that they can compete, and I think for the Milwaukee, it's going to be more of a measuring stick game. Are they going to be up for the task? I mean, granted, there's still 40 games to go before. Who's the... Who's the biggest threat on the Celtics roster? Is it just Kemba Walker to the Bucks? Gordon Hayward? Like, who is the guy? I think that... Jason Tatum's a ball player. Tatum, yeah, he's yeah, good. Jason Tatum's really good. He's like twenty years old, twenty-one years old too. Like, he can ball. So you look at guys like that that can get hot and kind of take over ball games. C.J. McCollum did it to the Bucks this year. Uh, there's some been some other guys who had big individual performances against them. So I look at him. Kemba's obviously going to be good, but Eric Bledsoe's a bulldog on defense. First team All Defense last year. So that matchup will just be fun. But Boston has talent, man. Yeah. Like Jalen Brown's good. A couple of their guys off the bench. I'm curious what happens when Ines Cantor's in the lane and Giannis comes and tries to throw down on him. Oh, he is, a little bad blood there too, right? Is there bad blood between those two? Uh, I don't or, think I was thinking maybe, maybe another guy. Um, no, sorry, it was a different team. There might, I mean, who really likes getting dunked on? No one. So, nobody. So I'm sure that there's been an interaction between those two at some point, Who's right? Who's the big guy? Yeah, it was Inez Cantor and Giannis. They had a I just want to know, Tony. A, a bunch of trash talk. Is Taco uh, Fall that. playing tonight? Because I just need to see Taco. He was in the G League That's two when, days ago. I saw some highlights of him in the G League, so I don't know if they've recalled him. That's when Inez Cantor was on the Knicks, though. Him and Giannis got into it. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another guy that I just like the name, Brad Wanamaker. Oh, he was good in college. Yeah, so. what is he, 30-something? Yeah. Brad Wanamaker. There, there's a couple guys. Daniel Theus is a force for the Celtics, too. All right, Tony, I know those uh, those headphones aren't ideal. If you can't see on Twitch, he's got the, a pair of headphones from, like, 1975 hanging on by one wire. No, we're but good. I forgot mine. That's on me. Just think about this, Tony. It's still better than iHeart, okay? You're, you're at Midwest yeah, family. So, no, I mean, no the headphones aren't great, but at least you got that going for you. Yeah, I got to think about that for tomorrow night, you guys, at Wisconsin. Uh, what do you What do you think? I'm going to say Michigan State will be favored by, what do you think, six, Tony? Seven, eight, six, seven, eight. Michigan State's favored by tomorrow night in East Lansing against oh, Wisconsin. Oh, it's not going to be as high as eight. 
What do you Mich- think, Michigan State coming off of a, a loss? Yeah. They are still in first. They've had a week to prepare for this game. Uh, Wisconsin's pretty good on the road. I, yeah, I'll count five or six. I'll give it Sparty five or six tomorrow. I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe we're at no more, uh, no more Big Ten basketball bets. Uh, we could be betting on a Packers Super Bowl game in two weeks. Uh, we'll get your guys' take on this Twitter poll. Do you think Aaron Rodgers will play in another NFC Championship game, comma, with the Packers? So there's two parts to that. A, do you think he's, he plays for a while? And B, do you think he stays with Green Bay for a while? I'll, uh, I'll ask you uh, first, Tony. I'm surprised that it's 78% say yes. Now, do you think it's – you just assume that it's – this is your one of LaFleur. You got a great defense in this offseason. They'll do better in the offense in the offseason. And the Packers are set up for a big window here of winning in the next three or four years. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a silly question. It should be higher than 78%. I mean, you Think? just, yeah, easily. You just said with uh, your gambling university or whatever you call Action's it. Zone university. Action yeah. Zone University. Action Zone University. I'm going to t- I'm I'm make some t shirts made up. Uh, yeah, today. make some Letterman jackets, actually. Ooh, oh, that's a great I will. That's a great idea. Thank um, you, Tony. We ran ads for it, too. People thought it was, <laughs> well, it is real. What do you mean they thought it was real, <laughs> Evo? Is this like uh, Wisconsin University that T Pain oh, put together a couple that's, years ago? It kind back. of around the same time as Wisconsin <laughs> University. But you just said trends are your friends, right? Yes. That's a class. I, I, I feel as if Brian Gutekunst has realized that you can make a huge difference when you make a splash in free agency. They're just going to continue to use that trend. They're not going to hit on all of them. Not everyone's going to be Z or Preston Smith. But if they continue to bolster their areas of need, wide receiver, maybe another running back, through free agency instead of waiting three or four years for guys to develop through the draft – uh, they're going to continue to be competitive. And when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, I feel like you always have a chance. So, yeah, will they be back in the NFC Championship game with Rodgers under center? I would be willing to bet on that for sure. All right, then I'll follow up for all you guys. I'll start with you then, Ebo. Do you think, because you were bringing up the Favre stuff, do you see a exit of Aaron Rodgers like the exit of Brett Favre? Or do you think the Packers learned their lesson, Rodgers lived through it, if he if he if, if he still wants to play in four years, uh, then it's on him. Or do you think he'll just say, "Look, at forty, if I if Tony's right and they do get to another NFC Championship game or two, that Rodgers just calls it a career at in four years when his contract's done." Real quick though, on Twitch, Andy says, "If there's an Action Zone University Letterman's jacket, then take my money right now. I need I, one." I mean, I, I do Tony, own a screen printing idea. business, Tony. I I think I don't know why I haven't done that yet. You get the gold star of the day. I'm gonna. I will. Who's that, Andy? Yeah, Andy. I'm gonna effort that. Well, stay tuned. Yeah. Um. Did anyone here? Does anyone have Letterman jackets here? By the way, like I never had one. Did you? Ever oh yeah, have I still have it. I had one. Had one. I never. Nelson wore. wears his out every night. The tailgaters. He wears it. I never out. got one of those. I never things. got one either. I never even got a class ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your question again? Uh, do you? Because th- you were all about the Favre stuff earlier. Do you yeah. think Rogers, who saw lived through the Favre thing, says I don't want it to end like that in Green Bay? I I in my heart of hearts and when I go back to Brett Favre being here I never thought he would have left I never thought that we'd do dirty like that uh, seeing I didn't care about the Jets but the Vikings hurt me the most obviously and they made an NFC Championship game how and he left too after the Packers were in an NFC Championship game and he, 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 he that's lost why, that's why I put the question so it's like how I don't ever think Aaron Rodgers will leave he's going to get a ton of money coming up when this contract kind of readjusts and then um what they got him? He's an unrestricted free agent when he's forty. I want to say I I don't see Aaron Rodgers ever up and leaving the Green Bay Packers. I think that fans everywhere of every sport realizes that never say never. 
and anything is clearly possible when it comes to things like that. But the situation in Green Bay is pretty nice. He seems to be very happy with his new head coach. Yeah. He seems to be very happy with his defense. So I think right now they've uh, not bought time, but I think they've extended the sure like the well relationship between the two. Well, what do you think? What do you think is more likely to happen? Giannis leaves or Aaron Rodgers leaves? Oh, Giannis. Giannis for sure. Yeah, I would. Th- I mean, more likely like this summer or just in general. Ever, but you know, before yeah. their careers would end. The NBA is a wild, a wild game, man. So I would say it's more likely that Giannis will leave, especially because he'll be the one who's actively talking, possibly actively talking to other teams. Well, go down the Favre route. I mean, they were in an NFC Championship game. Favre's, you know, kind of questioning retirement, yada yada yada. But Favre retired. Yeah, like straight up retired. And then cry, I cried. Yeah, I. I, well, I think may, we all cried. Maybe not actual. I had to tears. call. I took no, the day I had, off of work. I had tears. Couldn't oh. go back to work. And the second time retired, I cried again. Oh, yeah, but Favre retired, and the team decided to make yeah. Rogers a quarterback, and had to go all in the entire the off season, preparing the kid from Cal to be their QB. Like it's a kind of a different situation. Yeah, Tim Boyle ain't going to be taking no reins from Aaron Rodgers. It's still embarrassing that he's their backup. But <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> Marcus Mariota is going to be the backup next year. Don't worry about it. It's going to start for the Bears. Um, so I mean, take look, Cutler out of retirement. I uh, you know, Joe Montana was obviously the first. I I mean, I, as a product, a child of the '80s, when when he ended up on the Kansas City Chiefs. I Man, I wasn't a 49er fan growing up, but I was. You know, everybody. He was a larger than life figure. That was just like. Are you kidding me? And then, you know, to, to bring it closer to home for our, obviously, Favre and then Peyton Manning. I mean, I like, I don't know what both Brady and the Patriots are thinking. Like, what? Just sign. Like, I, I don't get that one. But, like, that would give me pause that, yes, the Packers were extremely lucky to find Aaron Rodgers. Do I think it'll happen again? See, that's not luck. No. That's the thing. That's what everyone well, always course, says. Well, of course, Ted Thompson's a freaking no, genius. No, but everyone's me. always like, oh, they got so lucky. He was supposed to be the number one overall pick. They had an aging quarterback. They made the correct move at the time. Was it a big-time move? Yeah, but it was the move that they – you can't just tie yourself to one. Like, had Tom Brady retired two years ago, the Patriots obviously would have been good because they invested in Jimmy G. Dude, A heck of a football, man. Teddy T, we're going to draft the best player available. Who was available at the time? Aaron Rodgers. So if the Packers end up with Tua, don't be surprised. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, you have, Tony, I'm seeing as much as seven quarterbacks drafted in the first round in some mock drafts. If it truly is, if you truly believe that this was what Ted Thompson got up with every single day. In a perfect world, you'd you'd be able to draft and develop and keep your own players. Pure genius. Okay, if the Packers were picking at 30, 31, or 32, because that's the three spots they could pick at this Mm -hmm. point, and two was there, or... Justin Herbert, uh, or any of the other quarterbacks that could go in the first round, do you just say, well, we know we're going to keep Rodgers for four years, but we have to do this? Or do you say, like, New- how many times did New England probably pass on Brady's replacement because, well, we got one, we'll squeeze one more year out of him? Or how many times has the Saints passed though. on Drew Brees' replacement because we can squeeze one more year out of him? That's the thing. All these other teams, I was watching, I think it was the Chiefs Packers game when, who was Matt Moore, was their yeah, quarterback? Matt Moore. And I want to say the, one of the announcers said teams are responsible for the backup position, and it's a disservice to everyone else on the roster when your backup quarterback you know isn't going to win you a football game. And if you look at some of the other teams that have had the likes of an Aaron Rodgers, their backup quarterback situations have always been significantly better. 
Like, don't forget, the Saints had five games this year without Drew Brees. I don't know. The Patriots were prepared when Brady got suspended. Jacoby Brissett, oh, look, he's still starting. Jimmy Garoppolo playing in an NFC Championship game. Teams have been prepared for a situation where they're star- every team but the Packers, essentially, have been prepared for when their starting quarterback either got hurt or retired or whatever. Like, the Colts lost Andrew Luck a week before the season, and they were good to go. Well, let me, I mean, Matt Flynn, I think, was obviously the most competent, but Brett Hundley stole the show in preseason. He was Mr. Preseason. Brett Hundley was fool's gold. When the light shined the brightest, Brett Hundley crumbled. Like, you know, statistically you not great. I'll tell you that much. When your quarterback looks the part of a backup quarterback in preseason, and then he just disappears in the regular season. Yes, you make him right, Tony. Yeah. I mean, but they, wasn't that... They look, went to I, go and get... Um, I drank that Kool-Aid big time. They went I remember to get Brian Hoyer. We, I mean, the, we used to do pregame shows in Green Bay, and I, I'll never forget it. I was the day, the first game Brett Huntley played, that Monday night game against the Lions. I was there. I'm high-fiving Packer fans. I'm like, we got this. Hundley's going to go 4-2. and two. Rodgers yeah. is going to come back in week 14, and we're going to go to the Super Bowl because at the time they were 4-1, and one, had the best record in the NFL. I'm like, we got this. And they were talking about flipping him for like a third or second round pick. And he, was, he was terrible. And then after a quarter of football, I think everyone realized like yeah. maybe he doesn't have it out there. But there was, at the time, a lot of egos in the room that drafted and developed this kid and he just didn't turn out to be what they expected him to be. And, then they and, to and when Brian that Hoyer. happens, you have to make a move. And Brian Hoyer had an under-the-table wink-wink handshake deal with the uh, Patriots and whatnot. So I know Big Mike and uh, Ted Thompson wanted to go get him, but then he ended up going to And the then they, they discussed Ryan Fitzpatrick for an yeah. offseason. <clears throat> that didn't end up panning out. But they just have to be in a position to be prepared. And that's why I think last year they were tied to the rumors on draft day were that they were going to make a move for Drew Locke who, from some accounts, is a pretty solid quarterback. Well, do you buy this? Okay, you know, when it was the drafting of Rodgers, you know, McCarthy and Ted Thompson were brand new, right? So Rodgers was their guy. Now they're all gone. Do you think of that Gutekunst? Not that he doesn't like Rodgers would take him, but it would be easier to move on from him because he doesn't have 10 years of history that Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy did, that, that you could make a cleaner break now than you could have a couple of years ago? Or had Mike McCarthy not been fired last year? No, I mean, Brian Gutekunst's legacy in Green Bay will be tied to what he does with Aaron Rodgers. Forever. If he gets rid of Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be the guy who got... Um, can you imagine what happens if he's the guy who gets rid of Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers goes on to well, win that's what a I'm title saying. Yeah. somewhere else? Or if yeah, if Aaron Rodgers just him. retires, that's one thing. But you're 100% right. If Aaron Rodgers in four years at age 40, the Packers say, we don't want you. And Rodgers says, watch this. And he plays till he's 44 and wins a Super Bowl. That that just that mows by Brett Favre going to the Vikings by a measure of a thousand because yeah Favre because never it won. It, and it works for the Packers obviously right. Rodgers won a Super Bowl his second or third year starting if you get rid of him and the other guy is not equally as successful you're going to be tied to that and you yeah. probably lose your job over it um, it is interesting six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy do you have a, a question a thought. Uh, on that so are you Tony are you a right off into the sunset guy like whether it's this year or next you say 100% he's going to play in another AFC championship or NFC championship game do you think will it be a clean break for Rodgers will we all know it or will it be like every other will it be Michael Jordan playing for the Washington Wizards you know or you know the 45 year old Willie Mays running around in the outfield not being able to feel the fly ball will we know when it's over will it be an a, a tough break. I don't know. I like not to think about that because I all season long have defended Rodgers as well, too. I would still take him over 99% of quarterbacks in the NFL, and I 
think that has proven to be correct with him playing in the Final Four. But I, uh, I don't. Rogers to me just seems like more of just more than just a football player. Like there are guys where the league retires you because you want to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. Then all of a sudden your body just doesn't let you do it anymore. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers, he's financially set. I think he may eventually get to a point where he just wants to go into other things. He wants to see what else is out there. He wants he own, to like a production company. Yeah, in but LA. didn't he say I mean, that? Yeah, there's a, already owner in the box. There's a million different things yeah. where I, I just think that he will not be the type. Maybe family counseling. In my Stop opinion. Anymore. Yeah, it was rude. Uh, <laughs> I think he's the guy who won't be retired by the league, but will retire on his own terms. And I hope it's not for four or five years and he's still healthy and mentally capable of play, playing the game at a high level. But he, to me, seems like the kind of guy who, if he, like an Andrew Luck, where he's like, all right, there are other things in life than football. And then you've got some meatheads who only do football. He can make and- his own scotch. He could do that. Here, but how about he can this, do whatever boys? he wants. The King on Twitch says, I know I have it, guys, for a backup quarterback or just a quarterback of the future. Let's trade Aaron Rodgers to New Orleans to get Taysom Hill back. No <laughs> way. He Did you know the Packers had like, Taysom yeah, Hill? Yeah, I feel like, did, was, did he, was did he, he on let the him Packers go? once? Do you know why the Packers couldn't hold on to Taysom Hill? One, he wasn't that good yet. I know. He was like 27 then because mm-hmm. he was more of a mission or whatever. Yeah, because I think he did a mission trip before yeah. college, which all the credit in the world to him for doing yeah, that. Yeah. But also, you when your defense sucks, you can't hold on to a possible eighth receiver or fourth tight end or 12th running back. Like you had to have DBs and linebackers on your roster. He was a casualty of that. That's. That Tell happens. Me. More annoying that the Packers let Taysom Hill go, you hear, or Jake Kumaro played at UW-Whitewater, or the Packers could have drafted T.J. Watt. Most uh, annoying thing. The most annoying one is that people think Kumaro's good. Because <laughs> he's not. He's horrible. Hey, but he's Tony. He's awful. Hey, you're, you're upsetting people right I now. I don't care. Calm he, down, Tony. It, it's not like they picked him up out of Whitewater and it was like, oh, yeah, he's good. It was no. He was on three, what three different NFL teams before that. He was Mr. He could training camp. Tom Brady couldn't make that man good. <laughs> but Tony, here's the thing: you we're in the middle of basketball. See, we were just talking about the Badgers during the break. I guarantee you never knew that Brad Davidson was a high school quarterback. Brad Davidson was Brad Davidson. I don't oh, know who Davidson, that is. You know, no, get it right. Oh, sorry, but you never you you knew that. Uh, no, Demetrius Trice was. I think you got the oh. two confused. Uh, did you know that Graham Mertz threw eight touchdown passes in the high school All Star game? Was it only eight? Yeah. I, it was I got digits. the list here. Did you know that people referred to Brett Favre as like the, the old gunslinger? Uh, I never knew that until recently. That, I think that might be – that's a good name for a book. Someone should write that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Jimmy Graham oh, played the Bucks basketball. drafted Dirk Nowitzki, Tony. I bet no, they knew. didn't. Yep. No, they – then they also happened. drafted Jimmer Fredette. God, I hate people so much. <laughs> Do you know that Matt LaFleur was uh, connected to Sean McVay as a coach? Yeah. Uh, no, I he thought, he was, connected to, I thought he was just best friends with Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> that's how I was told. Oh, uh, Jake uh, Ferguson's Barry Alvarez grandson, the tight end for Wisconsin. Bet you didn't know that? No, that's Joe Ferguson. <laughs> not related. I love this list, Evo. Can that's we, a like, funny list. Can we, we have to just like yeah, hang don't, this. Don't like, crim- no, why, are you, why are you sorry. mashing it up? Sorry. Keep this it pristine. Like, this is like the Bible of the Joe and Evo show. Sorry. It's going to be live at the Fieldhouse for an 8 o'clock nationally televised match on the Big Ten Network against Ohio State, fourth-ranked Wisconsin, taking on third-ranked Ohio State. That's How great a Friday night is that going to be? That's a big matchup right there. And man. Nelson, you know, this is, you know, transitive property once again. And then next week, a week from today, Nelly, we got the Chosen Few folks in here because that next UFC, or uh, Chosen Few fight's next weekend. 
And yeah. remember, we were going to try and get you down to wait for the last one. Spoiler, not going to be down to wait. No, you haven't You when's, haven't taken uh, that weight loss seriously. When's Cowboy McGregor? Saturday, Saturday night? Saturday. You guys going to be watching that? I am definitely going to be watching yeah, that on Saturday out. night. Who you got? McGregor hasn't fought in a while, huh? Well, he punched out an 80-year-old man in an Irish pub. <laughs> no, he didn't. He tried to punch him out. The guy didn't even well, he hit him, but he didn't knock him out, though. So, yeah. then, so then maybe I'll go with him. <laughs> well, Nelson, he did, you he gotta didn't be... knock out No, there's something guy. wrong with that guy where I feel like he probably can't be knocked out. Like, he just doesn't seem like someone His who... His brain just doesn't work that does, way? It doesn't work that way, yeah. There's something wrong with Conor McGregor. What do you so. know? You know. He, well, his, your favorite fighter is your, still, your favorite fighter, Cerrone, right? Isn't that... Your, like, well, now that Askren's retired, your favorite guy is Cerrone, right? I wouldn't say I really have a favorite, but, I mean, if Conor McGregor's motivated, that minus 300 line, that's correct. All right, what do you minus guys think of this? Minus 350 do you, do you guys for like I, I I tried really hard from like 2006 to 2010 to get into it. I, you know, like GSP, George St. Pierre, and those guys. Yeah. And uh, Silva was, I think, yeah, a little I popular would, I, then. Out of ten fights I would watch, one would be entertaining, and Fair. I'd just be like, I just kind of been done with this. But one thing that did pique my interest was McGregor, obviously, just because of the press conferences. But outside of that, I mean, yeah, I really can't stand Conor McGregor and everything about him. But like, there's something wrong with him. How about so. this? Or uh, Raphael, our, our Vegas insider, will join us tomorrow. He says. His prop bets. Total F bomb said by Conor McGregor. The over under is set at six and a half. I think you'd hammer that during over. During a fight or during a. Is it it's during the fight? No. Press conference odds. Yeah. Oh. oh I think hammer, hammer the that. over. Well, I read a thing that he has now gotten all serious about his training and that he's been very subdued and very professional and doesn't seem like the same Conor McGregor at all. Generally, when you get suspended and arrested for throwing a chair through a bus window, <laughs> yeah. that might have to happen, but. So maybe that's why it's it so in the low. condition from the judge. Probably. Uh, well, Conor McGregor mentioned Mayweather at a press conference. Yes is plus 160, no minus 200. Will Conor McGregor predict a KO finish? Yes plus 110, no minus 150. Well, that already hit because he already predicted it. He predicted it? Yeah. Will Conor McGregor say proper 12, his whiskey? Oh, for well, sure. If he's yeah. smart, he will. No is plus 600, yes is minus 1,000. What was the other one you were laughing at about Cowboy? Will, oh, he, will he show up with Budweiser? Yeah. <laughs> if Once again, if he knows what's good for him, I'm sure he'll be paid for that. So, yeah, he better show up with one. And how about this? Will Cowboy wear a cowboy hat? Yes is minus 3,000. No is plus 2,000. It's the I mean, brand. He's called the like cowboy. It's, the brand. it's his brand. Yeah. Um, some funny best No, I'll man. be watching. That's, that's a, that, a minus 350, Nelly? Man, that almost if seems he's like... motivated, that's a legit line. What is you this? Think? Is he motivated? Aren't you motivated to not get killed? Yeah. What do you mean? If he's training seriously? Well, or yeah. if he just shows up and says, "Okay, let's fight." Well, what's he's got to be getting? Who's getting? I mean, he's got to be getting like paid nine times what Cerrone is in this fight, right? Like, do they have they announced what the purses are? No idea. Like, he's got to be getting paid like just an appearance fee. I, I'm with you, Tony. Like, yeah, you're getting into a guy where a cage where someone's trying to kill you, but. I don't know. That just seems too big. Three fifty. It's the right line if he's there, motivated and, and trained hard for this. Hey, speaking of lines, Tony, well, you know you see you track it. What do you think? We'll obviously have all our predictions on tomorrow's show. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think seven and a half is fair for this game? Yeah, especially because of how much is coming off of the last time they played. But did Matt Lafleur mention? I thought I read a quote where Matt Lafleur mentioned the line with the number yesterday really? in his presser he said oh yeah what are they favored by seven and a half and there's I believe Matt Schottemann of the athletic had the quote out there and I was almost gonna look like is this the first time a head coach has ever acknowledged oh no 
if, that there's a legit line on a game. If Miller would get off his phone and get to the Packers hotkeys, there is a certain oh. head coach who's highly successful. That Has he, met, he mentioned it by number? I, have, I saved the clip. Huh. What's the line? Uh, yeah, here's here's the long version. This is Mike McCarthy. I mean, Who I will say this? he uh, he Last made year. he made a very big fan of me, Tony, with this answer at a, at a press conference. Mike, we spent so much time on Wednesdays talking about injuries. The injury report comes out. It's largely considered that it's used to help set betting lines. As a coach, do you look at the team's other injury list, and does that help you prepare? Is there any use to it for you from a coach's perspective? Well, first of all, just the fact you mentioned betting. Um, is gambling illegal? Is this, is this legal for me to even speak on this? I, I don't know what the rules are. Oh, it is. So, what's the line? <laughs> Big Mike! I love you. How have I never what's heard that line? before? Oh, dude, uh, I watched every single Mike McCarthy press conference. I'm like, I was just dialed in. I mean, Tony, key, I will give things. the guy credit. I mean, it's probably the right time for him to go, but... I'm full of hope. I'm, I'm the captain of hope, that- so... Yeah. I mean, There's so many gems. Let's just state the facts. I mean, I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. The best one. Did you just listen to that question I just answered? I mean, I love Mike McCarthy. I don't want him to do <laughs> well in the playoffs ever again. Like, I was just hoping he went to the Cleveland Browns and I got to coach against the Packers in the Super Bowl, and it would have been great. Yeah. But I, I hate so, the are you like, so my, my, plus, you think that's about right? I, I thought it'd be, I mean, obviously. 49ers are going to be favored in more than three because three you get just for being the home team. But, I, I man, seven and a half. Vegas buying all in on San Francisco on Sunday. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, what they did, I mean, look, and again, we'll get into the, the game day prediction tomorrow, but what they did to Dalvin Cook, like, scares the hell out of me. Because Minnesota was so hot coming into that. What they did to New Orleans and Cook with 185 yards. And I thought Minnesota had a real puncher's chance to win that game on Saturday night. And, I mean, that, that thing was over in five minutes. I mean, well, Delvin Cook had 18 yards rushing. Yeah, but their offense is so, was so heavily predicated on Delvin True. Cook that I think they came in and they were just like, we'll let Kirk Cousins beat us. We're not going to let Delvin Cook beat us. Well, look at the Niners did, though. I mean, Jimmy GQ threw the interception. They're like, Niners like, we're just going to run the ball exclusively. And that's I think they went like ninety percent run after that and just beat the hell out of them. That's the they're one thing a, that scares me. They're a really good football team. Yeah, like they are. They're good. balanced. They got some defensive players back. Uh, George Kittle's ankle injury is probably fake. Yeah, like, smokescreen. Yeah, like they're ready to roll. It's it's a scary thought. And then I mean, how much do you think about that when the Packers went out there and just got their asses handed to them? Is that just you just say that's was then and this is now the completely different team, the Packers? I don't know if it's completely different. I hope that maybe that was a little bit of a hit to the pride for them and they kind of have on their radars all week. Like, no one expects them to win this ball game. So I look at something like that as it it's can maybe even, maybe even help you in the long run. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things where they know what's on the line here. I don't think any extra motivation or any game seven, eight weeks ago, whenever it was, really – does anything. Did you guys see Matt LaFleur? Uh, Matt LaFleur was talking yesterday because um, last time they went to San Francisco, they had like a big reunion with the family and they went out to dinner and the wives went out to dinner. He's like, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not talking to anyone leading up this week. It's like <laughs> excommunication. I'm just focusing on the game. Matt LaFleur says no family reunion this time. Well, it didn't work last time. Yeah. So whatever worked against Seattle, whatever worked the last four or five games well, of the regular season. But- I think he's right. They were all but If you guys remember that, 
they were all like buddy buddy and Lafleur was like going out of his way to say how great Shanahan was and Salah and his brother because they're all buddies. Like, yeah, it was the first time too. Yeah, so and he was I get, it. get La- asked all those questions. Lafleur had a bad night. I mean, it was a bad week, bad preparation, bad game. It just when he said at halftime we're going to stick to the game plan when they're down twenty four nothing and getting their asses kicked. It was just it was a bad night for Lafleur. But here's what I would say for that. They haven't lost a game since that night. Yep. That, that game. That, that was that game, their third loss of the year? That's it. Yeah. That, that, that game saved huh. their season. I don't think they're playing Sunday if they don't lose that game. Yeah, they haven't lost since. That, that game, I think, they. they, they seems they, weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Seven in a row since that game, man. Uh, all right, 608. <laughs> doesn't Win matter. Ugly. They're still winning. All right, Tony. Well, this will be one of those bucket list moments for you. One of those days you'll tell your grandkids about. The day you learned about the. D-bag of the week and the in turn the ultimate D-bag bracket. Uh, and all three of us have uh, one D-bag of the week. Yep. Uh, we've all been in the times. ultimate D-bag bracket. Uh, Nelson has the distinct uh, recognition of being the first and ever zone employee to make to, to the futile four. Uh, Nelson, how has this Congrats. year been? Do, do people still come up and talk to you? We almost had a parade for you in the set, Namai, if you had won it. Like, how has the last six months been? Just like the six months prior, nothing's changed. I mean, Same I, I noticed you have a you didn't have a girlfriend before. Now you have a girlfriend. Any connection to being a, a, a D bag winner? People like badasses. <laughs> Nelson, are you a coffee drinker? <laughs> no. Or a Red Bull? No. Nope. Or like, do you need he to? He doesn't to, even to... like spicy. He, he's like a meat and potatoes guy. Through he's and an through, enigma Tony. wrapped in a riddle. Well, so I know I'm new around here, but bro, you got to bring some energy, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna need a little more, just a little, like like what Joe does, like half of that because Joe's a little much. You're a little <laughs> like sleepy back there, so just like just like ha- just turn it up a little bit. I don't need. I hate coffee. Never liked the taste once. I don't Red drink Bull. coffee either. But how do you guys tea, live? How do you not drink job. coffee? I, I mean, how do you well, you're, you're how at do you... next level. I like coffee. I enjoy I, well, I it, but I don't, I'm not one of those so like, guys. I don't drink it. coffee, and I'm usually good. Man. All right, yeah, so... Joe does not need coffee No, ever. he does not need yeah. any coffee. I'm high on life, Tony. So here, Some. so here, here, here's how it goes. So if we, you know, we talk it through. You just made the list! And if you hear that sound or somebody has officially been up for D-bag of the week, we have a maximum of four. Okay. Um, doesn't have to be four. We just obviously, you know how Twitter works. That's mm-hmm. four is the most you can have. So like last week we had none. We just, you know, we don't do it for the sake of doing it. But this week now we're up to five, which means we're going to have to have a discussion. And maybe Tony, since this is your first time doing it, maybe I'll let you, uh, voir dire the, uh, the, the nominees here and you can right. pick the final four. So do we will vote tomorrow on the four. If you want to tell us who is not worthy and knowing that it's Thursday, something could clearly drop tonight and this changes. But as of now, these are the five we're going with. Tim Hasselback from ESPN, who just went on a soapbox that, that, that the story of the game was not the Packers beating Seattle. It was the Jimmy Graham spot as to say that they wouldn't have gone for it on fourth down, that they wouldn't have stopped Seattle, that they still wouldn't have won the game, that the highlight for him was once again the officials costing a team a game. Like, I get it. It was maybe a questionable call, but there was to say that cost Seattle a win is about the most irresponsible headline I've ever seen. I mean, what was the Rodgers quote early in the season? It all evens out. There yeah. was also no clear recoverer of right. the fumble. You know what I mean? That so, Which was obviously Packers Yeah, ball. I mean, granted, Tim Hasselbeck maybe has a point because if Seattle gets that ball back, Green Bay's not playing on Sunday. But but it was definitely a first down. It was a first down. The yellow line was like a hat, maybe a quarter of a yard off, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just on TV anyways. So uh, 
yeah, yeah not, a not, not, a, not great to go big into that uh, with everything else that happened right. in that game. So we have Tim Hasselbeck. Uh, then we had the final AP college football poll dropped Tuesday morning after the national championship game. And despite beating Minnesota handily in their building and Minnesota beating Penn State handily in the regular season, both Minnesota and Penn State finish ahead of Wisconsin in the final AP poll. Explain that to me. So I saw that, and that's not like projecting to next season. No, that's that's the final 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 on this year. Well, maybe if they would have won that exhibition game at the end of the year out in California that no one cared about. They would have been higher. I don't know. That just seems Dude, that just seems wrong. They throttled Minnesota on the road, and Minnesota yep. finished ahead of them. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't make a ton of sense. But Minnesota beat an SEC team in their bowl game, so maybe they looked into well, that. Well, I a think bit, what their honestly. argument, which is terrible, because I go head to head, is Minnesota beat Auburn, who beat Oregon. Oregon beat Wisconsin. So we're doing the transitive property, oh. six degrees of separation. But you can go down that rabbit hole. I mean, look, look if Minnesota wants that right. participation trophy, let them have it. I mean, <laughs> who cares? Yeah. Pittsburgh beat Clemson last year two weeks before the college football playoffs started. I don't think Pittsburgh deserved the national title last year. So uh, that's a pretty bad one. All right. Then we had two. This is where I think maybe we lose when we had two non-sports. Because, Tony, this doesn't have to be okay. sports related. We've had many times, in fact, where a non-sports entity has won D-Bag of the Week. We have two here. Uh, the Oscars, you know, Actions on University, Daily Actions on this show was formed from a gambling show. So we love our sports gambling. Gambling have you everything. seen the movie Uncut Gems. I have. What did you think of Sandler's performance? I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. He It was unlike anything he's done before. I think the only serious movie he's ever done is really Punch Drunk yeah, Love. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I thought he and was Spanglish. solid in it. Spanglish as well, and yeah. And did you think he was worthy of some type of reward, recognition? Oscar, best picture, best screenplay, something to recognize. And a movie about sports gambling with Adam Sandler, who's one of the great slapstick comedians of our era, playing this dark, dark character. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I don't. Who else got nominated? Like, was well, he worthy the of the Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joaquin. like Tom Hanks, the same yes. guys that get nominated every year? Uh, I mean, those guys are all really talented. They are. Adam Sandler probably could have gotten. It. I think the movie was probably better than his performance. And also, Adam Sandler will forever be Adam Sandler. Right. He will He'll forever be, be the water boy. Yeah. So, like, you can't really look past that. Exactly. You know. So, like, like I can't watch. Um, like Robert Downey Jr. and not think of Iron Man. That's, that, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I can't. The, there are certain people that just get. Uh, you're good for him because he made a ton I of money guess. doing it. But that's his, that's who he is. He is Bobby Boucher. He's not a New York jeweler who's hustling KG. Like, right. That's not him. Okay, so we put the Oscars up for snubbing the Sandman. The uh, Oscars should be on the list for a lot of right. reasons. I don't know Correct. if that's the they're top loose, one. They're a loose nominee. We use they're the, a good old boys club. We, we, they're well, I mean, for the Sandler one. They're oh, a loose yeah. nominee. We use that to get them a D bag nominee. It's not that's the strongest, fair. but we wanted to get the Oscars. Tell them to nominate like a a woman director for once in their lives or something like that. Like. Right. You know, they're something they'll sure. never do. Right. Or like a person of color or, That'd be great. you know, yeah. a, a, non, a non-tradition, you know, not an artsy fartsy film. Just yeah. because Star Wars is a big budget movie or Avengers doesn't mean Ooh. they can't be good. I'm not saying those movies. They just, a big budget movie never wins. It's always some obscure yeah. artsy Give me Michael movie. B. Jordan and Just Mercy, you know, nominated for some real things. And those performances, and and then we can talk. And then, Tony, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced yesterday its uh, inductees. All worthy. I mean, look, how are the Doobie Brothers not in? Notorious B.I.G., the guy practically invented this this era of rap. They obviously get in. But you know who didn't once again get in and now is near the end of his time, Tony, being able to get in until he dies? I don't. 
only the greatest song ever. This song is iconic. This song is iconic for like 65,000 people. But that's yeah, all the that best matters, people out there. Todd Rundgren is snubbed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was a nominee and they snubbed him from going in. So we put the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame up for D-Bag of the Week. Did he? I mean, if you made like the most get stuck in your head and annoy the hell out of you song, like he could be up for that amped. award. Oh, like you hear maybe. this? You hear the song after Packers touchdown? Like that tear stands up on my arms. Yeah, it's like Star Spangled Banner taps <laughs> and bang on the drum all day. Yeah. The most important songs known to man. It's it's a song is something, man. And then finally, so this would be number five. So this is where if you want to make the uh, the pick, uh, we just talked about him, Odell Beckham Jr. for taking the spotlight from the national championship win of LSU to now being investigated, and they have to answer question upon question about which, by the way. This isn't an indictment on paying college athletes. We all know they should be paid. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. They will be paid eventually. But right now they're not. What is Odell Beckham thinking, handing out wads of cash on the field five minutes after the national championship game? He's, think- he's thinking that the people he handed money to are not coming back to school anyway, so he's doing what the NCAA should have done. So I don't. that should be nominated for like the Good Samaritan Award of the Week. And then what about him afterwards when Coach O is trying to give a speech and he's interjecting his own little commentary when Coach O is trying to congratulate his team? Without guys like Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, other guys who have played for LSU and have gone in the league, there is no Coach O and there's no national championship. So those guys, that's still their program. So even though Odell put his, his alma mater in jeopardy by handing out a, a he big... He put him in jeopardy. Recruiting violations. Yeah, they're not going to do anything but about even it. Though, do, you know, do, do you know what Odell did? Is So afterwards... I'm just, he, I'm just he, playing devil's advocate here. No, I'm, I'm going to say why he should be up for the Good Samaritan Award of the Week. Uh, afterwards, a bunch of cops were... I will. I did not were, see that. That was impressive. All right, so a bunch of cops were all over the LSU players about smoking cigars and celebrating and stuff. And there's a video. It looks to be, I think, number 69, a defense alignment or something. And some cop is just all over him in the locker room afterwards. And it's one of his teammates is putting on Snapchat, joking, like, dude's about to get arrested. They're, like, checking his Gatorade bottle. And Odell comes and just slaps the cop right on the behind and takes all the attention away from the LSU player. And then Odell starts singing That's Get the Gat to uh, – no cop in Louisiana I know, is going to arrest a Odell move, Beckham. Slap a cop but he took ass. all the pressure off yeah. the 19, 20-year-old college player who's just trying to celebrate his victory. I couldn't believe the cops were in there like giving the LSU a bunch of grief for trying to smoke a cigar or drinking Gatorade. That's like the tough scene. Yeah, I wonder what the indoor smoking laws are in Louisiana. Just go... Just- Mind your own business, I'd say. I would probably agree more so with that. All right, so give it to me. Uh, Hasselbeck, Oscars, AP poll, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It sounds like you say OBJ is the, does the it ha- lightest. We yeah, does take it have one to be four? There. No, we could take more than one off. We just have to have at least one off. But if you want to go for more, well, how about this? Who do you think deserves to be on the list out of those five? The, Oscar, the Oscars is your number one seed. Okay. Um, Tim Hasselbeck is probably on there in some capacity. I just think he was just being hot-taking, ill-informed. Um, what were my other options? Uh, the AP poll for the Wisconsin fiasco, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the great Dude, Todd, Todd Rundgren, Rundgren and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I would put the AP poll on there. I'd probably leave the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame off. Hey, Tony, it's Todd Rundgren. Dude, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame also put Biggie in there, who is not a rock and roll. Like, this is called the Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, it is. Because Tupac's in there and I know, and Run DMC. So the Rock and Roll Hall does a lot of good. It does the, a lot. the Oscars generally don't. I hate That's the why they're in there. Okay. The the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does a lot of 
of, of things for different cultures and music, and I'm, I'm a big fan. It's also awesome to go to. I used to live right by it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, dude, I, li- I lived in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, man. I've been to the flats many times. Uh, cool stuff. All right, I, I, we'll take this on advisement. I, I, I can get behind that, Tony. The committee um, will meet tonight. We will. The committee will okay. meet, and uh, we, we, we appreciate your uh, involvement. Thank Anytime. you. Anytime.